You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing bioactive restorative materials in endodontics. Our guest is Dr. Ali Nase, founder of Microsurgical Endodontics and a practicing endodontist in Boston, Massachusetts. He has been an active faculty and a clinical instructor at the Department of Restorative Dentistry and Biomaterial Sciences postdoctoral program at Harvard School of Dental Medicine since 1994. Dr. Nase is a national and international speaker and lectures actively. He goes by Ali, and that's what I'm going to call him today. Ali, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much, Phil, for having me. So you've covered a lot of stuff in your previous three podcasts. This one is going to be very interesting because you're going to be talking about a bioactive material that actually works in conjunction with the bioceramic putty as part of the endo sequence line. And it's going to be going over that as, as kind of like a capping. Um, and this would be great for, uh, I guess, small exposures or whatever. But you're going to tell us about this. So let's begin with what are bioactive materials and how are they used in endodontics? Sure. I mean, we, we started the, this series of podcasts talking about bioceramics and they're them being kind of bio, uh, bioactive or biocompatible ceramics. The bioactive materials are materials that have a certain type of, it induces some type of activity uh, by cells. So these are usually things that are also fairly biocompatible, though they are not quite necessarily as biocompatible as pure biceramics, but you can have these bioactive materials by having a kind of a, a resin ionomer type of a base of material, some type of a dual cure material um, that can go over your putty material. As we talked about biceramics having a number of advantages, but part of the problem with the biceramics is the fact that it takes a little bit on a longer side to set. So how can we overcome this problem and that's where these dual cure uh, bioactive materials come in. And this specifically, what I want to talk to you about, Phil, is the, uh, the endosequence BC liner, which is, uh, which also, again, as a form of disclosure, have helped develop in terms of working in conjunction with the putty material. So let's say you're going inside the tooth uh, and somehow accidentally you end up causing a perforation during the axis preparation. At this point, your perforation has a unique feature on the side of the perforation, whether you've gone into the PDL or in the case of a pulp capping, you may have just perforated through the pulp horn and you have the pulp on the other side. On the one side of the perforation, you have cells. So as a result, you want to have a material that is ideally as biocompatible as possible. And on the other side of the um, perforation, you want to have a material that is going to be able to interact with your final restorative materials on an efficient basis. So all of a sudden, you realize you need a material that has two different requirements, which to some extent, they may be mutually exclusive. The biocompatibility means that you, have a, you need to have a material that doesn't contain any resins because resins, as we know, are cytotoxic. So what you want to have is you want to have a pure bioceramic. So against the cells, whether it's the pulpal cells or the PDL cells, you want to have a pure bioceramic for the most biocompatibility. But we know these bioceramics take too long to set. So then what are you going to do afterwards when you want to, you want to basically, uh, you know, you, you want to put a, your restorative material on top of that? Well, previously, 
and this is what happened with MTA originally, was when you would get a perforation, you would place the MTA, but then you would have to place a wet cotton pellet on top of the material, close the tooth, and have the patient come back a second visit so that following that visit, because it would take otherwise you know, a few hours for the material to set, you weren't gonna have the patient sit around for a few hours. The patient will come back during the second visit and the material had been set at that point. So you've got your perforation sealed. Now you could proceed to do your root canal and then go back and uh, you know, restore that area by kind of bonding your, you know, whatever material you have to your perforation, um, to, to the material that is uh, your MTA material, if you will. So this was next, you know, when the putty was developed, you could have done the same thing with the putty uh, because it's still, even though fasted putty still takes about 20 minutes to set to for a full set of about an hour, that's still too long. So, so the material that goes on top of the bioceramic, tell us about that interface. How does that bond sure. to the putty? So and what is the, what is, what is the material actually? So the endosequence BC liner is a liner material that has been kind of formulated specifically. It's a bioactive dual cure hydrophilic resin that it also contains rubberized resins. So it, it's very optimal uh, in terms of its, its shear strength uh, potential and, and as well as uh, has a, pro a very good uh, compressive strength of, you know, of about uh, 300 megapascals. It's a very strong material and it's been optimized now to also bond to the putty material. So what ends up happening now, all of a sudden you have a technique where you're able to, after having a perforation, put your putty against the cells to get the most biocompatibility, and then use this dual cure bioactive hydrophilic resin material that has been designed to work with the putty, put a layer of this liner right on top of it, cover it almost like a disc, like a, you know, like a manhole, if you will, over that, 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 uh, uh, area perforation, which we've already sealed with the putty, making sure that the material extends into fresh dentin by a couple of millimeters. And then you let it sit for about 20 seconds so it, because, it's, because it's dual cure, but it's also uh, self-bonding and self-etching. You let it sit there for 25 seconds. So it can do this little etching thing on the dentin and then you light cure it. And immediately now you have a site that is cured and you can proceed Let's say it's a perforation during your root canal therapy. You cause a, you haven't found the axis, you haven't found the canals yet, or you found one or two other canals, but you accidentally have caused the perforation. You go in there, you put the putty, you put this material over it, you cure it, and now you have a field that can still continue. You don't have to put a cold, uh, you don't have to place a, you know, wet cotton, have the patient reschedule, come back to find the canals. You can proceed to then find the canals and know that your putty is not going to wash out throughout the process of the root canal therapy, that you're going to be doing your irrigation and your ultrasonics and everything, because that's covered. So that's really the idea. Uh, the same thing with your pulp capping. Now you put a pure biceramic against the cells, and then you cover it immediately with this liner material. Now you could also use the liner material to fill all the way up to the cava surface of the tooth, and use it as a long-term provisional to find out whether your direct pulp cap or indirect pulp cap actually worked or not. Because the material is very strong, it has very high uh, you know, compressive shear strength, as I mentioned before, and it's self-bonding and self-etching, 
you can use this material to stay for cases of you know quadrant carries control. Somebody comes in, requires quadrant carries control, you go in there, quickly remove all the carries, place the biceramic against any exposed areas, and then fill the whole thing back up with this material immediately. And now you can give yourself, so that can happen very quickly without the need to do you know, layering of composite. You bulk fill everything up to the top. You wait six to eight weeks and see which teeth made it, which ones didn't. The ones that made it, you can actually use this material now as base. You cut into it for two, three millimeters and use the material as base to then bond your composite or filling material of choice. When the bioceramic sets up, during that setting period, does it affect the interface or the bond between the bioceramic and the uh, dual cure resin material? No, uh, no. obviously the, the dual cure material will bond, will set right away. Right. But the, uh, but the bioceramic will bond to this afterwards. Uh, been plenty of cases where I've done this in the past. I've, uh, in the process of trying to develop a uh, technique for doing uh, adult pulpotomies uh, for patients that you know can't afford a root canal, but yet they have cases of early irreversible pulpitis and things like that, and have been placing the putty as a base, putting this material on top of it to 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 fill, and then see the patients back in uh, several months to see how they're doing. And in some cases where I've had to kind of go back in and now do the final root canal because it was apparently too far gone, if you will, and the case, the reverse pulpitis, it didn't take, I've drilled through the material, gotten to the putty, and so I've validated clearly that it does create a very nice bond between the putty and the um, and this material. It does set and they're kind of nicely bonded. Uh, and that really is the purpose of using it. It's, it's, it's essentially it's been optimized to use with the putty as a covering for cases of perforation repairs or um, pulp capping basis. You can also use this as a canal cap following your root canal therapy. After you do the root canal, though, you know that the most important uh, factor is preserving uh, the potential coronal leakage that can happen, preventing it. And many people now are using this material immediately after endo and place a three-layer deep um, layer of the BC liner immediately over the gutta percha on the furcation floor and thereby sealing it. And then they can place their cotton and cavit or whatever they want, or they could actually even fill with this material all the way up to the, to the top. And then when they come back for the restoration, they can do the same thing I said before, which is to uh, kind of drill into it. Or if they want, they can use this and then seal it up immediately uh, after with their final restoration. So it has multiple, multiple uses. Uh, and there is a new uh, formulation that's going to be coming out. Currently, this one is a opacious white, so you can have some distinction. But some people who were using it for that specific canal cap protocol were saying that, you know, look, we just want to have more contrast in case in the future you want to go back in there and do a retreatment. You don't want to have something that is so close to the dentinal collar. So a blue version is going to be coming out soon where people can can use for um, you know for that canal cap scenario did this bioceramic putty come out at the same time as the BC liner or or no there was uh, the the BC liner is a fairly new um, development that has been released uh, recently the, and it was released primarily to address the need once again for um, for that for this technique the idea was that the the 
the putty was great. It replaced the MTA for those purposes, but it still had that limitation that if I had to do, if I had a perforation, I wanted to repair and continue to work, it was difficult, right? Because the material, the, 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 the putty material would take too long to set, so it would wash out if I was using a lot of ultrasonics right. throughout my, my uh, irrigation phase and so on. Right. So this material was developed to address that specific need so that this, again, this is the non-surgical lid technique that, that, that I've described, where you are placing the putty material and now placing a layer of this on top of it, life curing it, and now you immediately have that seal so you can proceed to do the rest of your work and then come back and etch and bond to this material, whatever your final material is, because this is a... Uh, as a res, as kind of a resin ionomer material, so it will behave in the same way as the other resin ionomers, and you can etch and bond to it uh, your final restoration. Sounds like a material that's well needed, and uh, there's certainly incredible clinical applications for this material. Um, I appreciate the time, Dr. Nase. I Do you want to add anything else? The only thing I can say also, Phil, in terms of adding to the material uh, is one thing is uh, uh, I have also... Uh, you know, my website, rewildendo.com, is the place where you can find a lot of videos and technique descriptions. Sometimes it's very difficult to um, just listen to these materials, uh, you know, via podcast audio and try to imagine this. Uh, but uh, I've prepared a lot of videos there. There's a few hundred videos on there for your audience that they can go in there and take a look and see these techniques uh, used. So what's the, what's the website? The, the place. What's the website again? So it's a, the realworldendo.com. Realworldendo.com. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Nase. I appreciate your time and uh, hope to have you on a podcast soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Phil.